0: madtown's 931 jams black history month community and cultural awareness i am sitting down with a really great person dr sagacious livingston founder of and ceo of infamous mothers llc how you doing today
1: i'm doing well thank you thank you for having me
0: It's a pleasure. It's my honor to have you. You're an amazing woman. You're a highly sought after speaker. Tell me a little bit about what's happening with infamous mothers. Like, what do you guys do?
1: Yes. So, infamous mothers was born from my PhD work. I wrote a dissertation about infamous mothers in literature. And in doing so, I realized I wrote a chapter on a memoir, and I realized that there were a lot of real life infamous mothers. And And the infamous mothers concept comes from the idea of women who were stigmatized at some point in their life, but they somehow have managed to overcome the stigma and do something very extraordinary in our society. And I realized that that wasn't just a concept for um, literature, it was a concept for real life. So we wrote a book and then we started building programming around it. And so you know how Puffy is like the bad boy of entertainment. We're like the bad girls of the mothering world, right? And we're, we're the bad moms who do extraordinary things.
0: When I looked at your website, I think that attitude definitely comes off. I loved it by the way. You have so much going on there. It appears you have a book, you have some classes, you mentor in entrepreneurship teaching. Like, yes. you know, you are really helping women of color take a stand for themselves and build something for the future.
1: Thank you. I think what I forgot to say, you, you reminded me. Um. So what do we do as a company? We're an education, media and technology company. And right now for 2020 and 21, our focus has been our virtual co-working space called Third Space. And within that space, the focus of it is building health and wealth within the context of work. So we have a fitness program that we've been piloting. We have a wealth program that we've been working on. And we do that all within the context of programming around entrepreneurship and work within a community, a community that- of women that's side of the co-working space.
0: This is really amazing. In times of the pandemic, especially people need this help.
1: Yes. Part of it was inspired by Lisa Payton Care's work with the Foundation for Black Women's Wellness. A lot of her work, you know, there, there tagline is well black woman, right? The idea of health and wealth for black women and looking at the disparities. And I realized that she's her work is not just within the context of the foundation it's movement work, we all have to take up that mantle on creating a space for the health and wellness of those of us who are most marginalized in the society and for people who are not necessarily marginalized for moms in general, because we are we carry a lot of weight, and we carry a lot of responsibility. And we're always often putting ourselves in the back burnings. The purpose of this co-working space was to create a space for us to get our work done and to grow in community, but it's also to not sacrifice our health and to build wealth within a context of work.
0: How can Infamous Mothers be found? Do you have a website? Are you in a physical location? Like where's, what's the details?
1: Yes. Infamousmothers.com is our website. And right now, as we, the third space program is not really advertised because we're still, we're still in pilot form. So it's by invite only, but if people are interested in it, they can definitely reach out to us and we can include them in some of our pilots and in some of our um, beta testing. That's it. But it will be open in August of 2021. Open to the public then.
0: The other things that you do and your other services are still all available and, and on your website.
1: Yeah. So we still have the infamous mothers book is available, the speaking engagements are available. Any programming around mentoring, um, that's still available, etc. Awesome. etc.
0: There's there's one more thing that I wanted to ask about that you also have coming this year. You have a podcast coming books, bullets, yes. and babies, and that's coming yes. early 2021. I, I don't know if I'm maybe dropping the whistle too early on this, but could you maybe give us a little tidbit about what this is about?
1: So Books, Bullets and Babies was a line from my personal statement when I applied to the UW. And it was the idea that I juggle these things that in a in popular imagination don't really go together. And so how do you become a doctor? when you're managing bullets and babies, in addition to the books. And so the podcast is about what does it look like to accomplish the impossible when you're managing things that don't necessarily go together and things that may contradict one another? How do you come out of this accomplishing your goal?
0: Wow, that's powerful. You have some amazing sponsors that are making this possible for you as well, don't you?
1: Yes. So we have American Family Um, And it's their Institute for Social and Corporate Responsibility. We have the CUNA Mutual um, and their foundation. We've had UW Health. And in the past, we've also had support from MG&E.
0: Oh wow, that's amazing. That's that's a wide array of businesses too.
1: Yes, it is. Yes, so it will
0: is. will this podcast be available on your website as well as all major podcast outlets? Yes, it will. I'm really excited to listen to it and engage with that. It sounds like an amazing podcast. Thank you. Ninety three jams of Black History Month, community and cultural awareness. I'm sitting down with Dr. Sagacious Livingston. We're gonna talk a little bit about black power during enslavement.
1: Well, one of the reasons why I was very much so interested in this topic is because I had gone to some of the best institutions in this country to receive my education. I started out at Holy Angels Catholic School on the south side of Chicago. I went to Lake Forest Academy boarding school for high school. I went to the University of Illinois at Chicago for my undergrad degree. And passing through all those institutions, I knew very little about Black writers during a period of enslavement. And so I had become a grown woman with children, um, working, teaching before I came here for grad school, working as a um, grant funder as well, a grant writer as well. I was under the impression that the only people that wrote during slavery was Frederick Douglass and maybe one other person. And that led me to pursuing a master's degree here and then a PhD. And I realized that there was a lot of Black people's harnessing their power in all kinds of ways during the time of enslavement in this country. We weren't just on our knees with the chains on our hands begging for freedom. We were rebelling in ways that often is untold. For example, small ways on plantations, we were breaking tools. It wasn't as if Master had to have the car at the time where he can drive to town. It took Master a long time to go to town to replace these tools, which was Black people's ways of saying, "Okay, I'm going to steal this day back. You know, I'm I'm not going to dedicate my labor to you. Um, It may be some consequences, but that was a small form of rebellion. Uh, It cost Master when that happened. We see other forms of rebellion as the way they negotiated their body language on the auction block. People wanted to buy healthy slaves, and slaves did all type of things with their body to, to suggest that they were not fit to be purchased and sold in other forms um, to other, other um, plantations. Um, so those are small ways, and of course, we know about larger ways. We know about the rebellions, but we also know that there was writers other than Frederick Douglass. There was Harriet Jacobs. We know that the, one of my best love stories of all time was from William, William and Ellen Croft, a couple who decided they didn't want to have um, children within the context of slavery, and and they made a plan to run away. And, and I think that the, the uh, what's amazing about the story is the wife was a light skinned woman who posed as a white man and her husband posed as her slave. And they escaped to freedom so that they can have children without outside of bondage. And So there there's this rich history where even during the confines of slavery black people fall back and they utilize their power any means that they possibly can. And I wish that that part of the history was more prevalent in the history books as well as the literature.
0: You've you made off of a lot of amazing authors that have probably never been taught in school. And that's the purpose of why we're trying to bring this cultural awareness today, because like you said, you went through how many different universities, a half dozen different major universities and became a mother before you were able to find some of this information so I I really thank you for sharing this
1: thank
0: you and some of these writers would have to face severe consequences if they were ever caught doing I mean you know I I had a previous interview with Dr. Jazz and she was talking about something similar about slaves even learning to read or write and and losing fingers and hands so for someone to have a a book or to be published the consequences could be life-ending
1: yes yes and for Harriet Jacobs in particular, as a woman, she had to write under a different name. And um, her story, I won't give it away, but freedom for her and the, and the pursuit of freedom and her position as a Black woman in bondage looked very different from Frederick Douglass' there were a lot of similarities, but the risks were different and the pathway to freedom looked a lot different. And so, and the story that she had to tell was different. And so I think it's very important that our curricula includes those stories in there, the idea of Black love. I think it's important that we include that story in there because we are given a history that is not necessarily, that is definitely not complete and is quite malnourished and inadequate. The same level of pushback that we're looking at today with the Black Lives Matter movement and other forms um, of movements that's happening right now. Similar energy was happening then, even though it looked different. We've always fought back. And that's the story that is rarely told.
0: And that's the story that needs to keep being told until change happens and, and we're all brought to an equal forefront. Yes. It's 931 Jams Black History Month Community and Cultural Awareness. Thank you so much, Dr. Sagacious Livingston. Can you drop the details one more time about Infamous Mothers, your website, your contact info? What's the best way to reach you?
1: Yes. So our website is infamousmothers.com.
0: Awesome. Thank you so much. Madtownjams.com slash BHM for Black History Month. We have a podcast going where you can learn and and listen to all of these great interviews, as well as learn about many great local Black-owned businesses here in the Madison area. Thank you so much. Thank
1: you. Thank you for having me. Thank you for doing this.